Welcome to Cat's Corner. This podcast is a safe space for introspective discussions on all things fitness and wellness. My name is Kat and I'm the owner of Cat's Club Fitness in Sherman Oaks, California. Let's dive into the many facets of human behavior. Enjoy. Recently, a client asked me to help him prepare for his first extended fast. As we were discussing this in class, we both agreed that we should have this discussion on the show and share it with all of you. Let's welcome Max Espinosa to Cat's Corner. <laughs> okay, this is a really fun episode, in my opinion. Because I am going to sit down with Max. Max, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Kat? I'm fabulous. Thanks for asking. This is pretty cool because a lot of clients talk about fasting in class, but um, I never thought to discuss it with another novice like myself. So it's kind of like the blind leading the blind, but in a fun way. (laughs) All right, cool. (laughs) Now I know what I'm getting into. So uh, before we dive into some of the tips and, and things that I advise my clients to do when they're getting into their first fast, I wanted us to um, take some time to talk about, you know, what you're all about and um, where you are in your journey and some background. Okay. So I started working with you in November, I believe, or was it early December? But wait. Your background first. Oh, my background. What do I do? Yeah, who are, uh, who's Max? Who who is Max? Well, I'm the producer on this podcast first and foremost. Yeah. Um, but also, I work in the music industry. I have a publishing company. I work with artists. What's the name of your publishing company? We're called One Hit Away. Okay. Um, and we have a, a roster of about six writers right now, and um, just trying to get on some tracks and songs and build some. Build some uh, a good catalog, actually, is what it's called. Because pu- not too many people know that publishing actually in music means ownership. It really just means ownership. I didn't know that. Yeah. So people go like, oh, do you work in print? You make books and stuff? It's like, no, 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 no. Music publishing back in the Tin Pen Alley days, yeah. yes, you were selling your sheet music and your songs and you own the copyright, which is your publishing to do so. Hmm. But nowadays, it's the actual ownership of the song itself. Oh, wow. I never knew that. Yeah. yeah. So, you, that's, so you own an actual business that you run and operate that does that. It's basically catalog management. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm yeah, impressed. The more you learn, right? Yeah. No, I like that. I, I, it's interesting to know what each of you guys, the clients, what you guys do when you're not in here being yelled at. <laughs> well, we've learned, I've learned to also say that about you, that you are just being confident and concise with me. I told him to say those things. And, uh, you know, I'm just using that all, all assertive, <laughs> assertive. Yeah. You see, sure. Did you notice how he said assertive? <laughs> Everyone picked up on it. But oh I earned God. those types of uh, remarks because that's respect, you know, got to keep it real. So that's what I do. I work in the music industry. I run around all the time, uh-huh. uh, meetings, recording sessions, meetings with my clients, uh, shows at in the evening. And um, when I came to Cat, which would have been, I think, late November, early December, I can get my mind around it right. Uh, I've always been a sports person, was an athlete in my former life and did a lot of that. So I've always trained myself only. And over time, I was just not getting the results that I felt like I should be getting. And I would say the majority of that, because we're going to dive into that with the fasting, I'd say 75% of it was my diet, really. Um, And you have course corrected me 
which has been great. And I'm feeling better. I'm eating better. I'm, I'm making more conscious decisions about what I put in my body and where things come from. And, you know, reading labels more than I ever have in a very, very long time. Right. Um, so thank you. You're welcome. And then as far as the uh, training goes, just getting my alignment right, my balance is definitely something I want to work on and get better at. And also my posture and things like that. Because I'm a tall guy. I'm 6'5". So I have a lot of like what what I call lerpiness is for what tall people have. It's there's like kind of like like a wacky inflatable tube man. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. He's <laughs> waving his arms around. He literally looks like one right now. Yeah. He's doing it. And so, you know, tall, tall <laughs> dudes that aren't, you know, playing in the NBA or something, they're, 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 they just kind of like lerp around and our balance can be off. And we, we, we have like really weird stances when we're standing <laughs> or our posture is really weird because we're always bending over to hear people talk. Right. Um, so Kat has done a really good job of, uh, working on me, working on me and to fix those issues. Um, and I've noticed results, which has been great over the last two and a half months. Um, so I'm excited. And the one thing I did bring up to her, which is the kind of the subject, the subject actually of our podcast today is fasting. How, what do I even, how do I even start you know, you have a big smile on your face right now. I do. <laughs> no, because I love when I hear somebody being willing to deprive themselves and practice discipline. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I wouldn't say that I encourage fasting. I would say, excuse me, that I encourage people to practice discipline. And fasting is a practice of discipline. Because I feel the more you practice discipline, you will be well equipped for all sorts of temptations through life, no matter what the subject or topic. I think isolating it um, to fasting is a way to practice discipline. But the overall reason why I support it is because of the attributes you can get out of it that will extend through your life. So I'm happy because this is a great start. And um, the first thing that I would ask a client who comes to me um, would be how many days or how many hours would you like to attempt for your fast? So I've seen you just recently help a client through it and you were doing a three day one. Correct. Now, is that too intense for someone who's never fasted before? Well, uh, it would depend on the the character of the person. And from what I've met of you so far, I think that if your head is in it, you'll be fine. I also feel that if one wave comes and it's not the right time, it could completely derail your discipline and you may quit. So I think if I give you a purpose and a point to it, I believe strongly that you could handle 72 hours because you'd be prepared. If you would just do it without any mental preparation, I I would say do 24 hours. Okay. 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 So if you want to go for the 72, we can set you up for that. Okay. If you'd like to try 24 hours, I can give you the tips for that. They are different. Okay. Can you explain the difference between the two? Yes. The more so for the preparation of depriving yourself of food and replenishing yourself with only fluids, that alone is a mental preparation. And I think for an extended period of time, you would need to eat 
a larger consumption of foods and minerals before the fast begins, but for a 24 hour fast, I feel that you could consume a normal day's worth of food and you would be fine for 24 hours. And so when it comes to the food that you would consume, my recommendation is that you consume whole uh, and what would be in general terms, unprocessed foods and unprocessed ingredients in your meals. Got it. Okay. Okay. And that's for both. That's both. That would be for both. Right. But the amount would be different depending on the duration of time you're going to deprive yourself. So would you, so someone that's preparing for three day fast, do they basically almost eat three days worth of food? No. Okay. How does that work? Well, first of all, I am not a nutritionist, nor am I a dietitian, And I recommend... I recommend having some sort of direction from one of those professionals, um, especially if you have any type of medical ailments that can impact this venture. And third, and secondly, uh, I get my tutelage and the advice that I'm providing with you and the learning that I've gotten, uh, mostly through Thomas Delore, and I will be sending you links and I will also add links to this podcast to some of his best videos that will guide you and how to prepare and break your fast, whether it's long-term or short, but over the air. I will give a couple of examples. So let's just say you're eating a turkey burger and you know you're going to fast. I would recommend when you're making your patty that you incorporate more minerals into the burger patty. So increase your portion of pink Himalayan salt. And also Thomas uh, has a nice little uh, salt and other things that will prepare you for your fast box that you can get from Thrive Market. Uh, And I will have that link in the podcast as well. And if you even if you don't buy from Thrive, you can see the list and then you can try to scour the items together yourself. He just makes it more convenient. Yeah. Thrive is pretty awesome because it gives you everything immediately. Like you're like, boom, there's the list and you don't have to go scounge three different yeah. stores to get some of the stuff mm-hmm. or get that one mineral or one salt that that's somewhere. So you get it. I've right. been lost in that once. Yeah. Thomas has his own little section in there. So if you want to take a peek at that before you start eating for the fast, you should. And then that'll give you a good idea of the mineral supplementation that he advises that we incorporate. So your micros and your macros would increase. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, any more questions about the food part? Because we're, I mean, no, that makes sense. It makes sense to do something like that, especially when right. you're starting out and doing it for the first time and, right. you know, going to the advice of an expert. Right. Of. Now, the reason why the mineral intake is important is because even if it's for 24 hours, your micronutrients are water soluble. So because of the fluid intake, uh, which we'll go over in a second, what you will drink during the fast. But because of that, you have to make sure that you have enough supplementation and you can add minerals throughout the fast as well. So you can actually add a little salt to your black coffee and things like that, that you'll be able to drink during the fast that will boost a bit of your energy if you feel a low. And the whole food intake, instead of uh, adding processed foods before your fast, is to avoid some of those common symptoms that you'll get when you feel at your most deprived, which would be a headache or dizziness, uh, weakness, the inability to want to motivate yourself to get up and do things. I mean, it's important that you maintain an active lifestyle during your fast. And sometimes those symptoms can derail your motivation and also can deter you from fasting again. So eating clean before you deprive yourself will give your muscle tissue and your brain 
excellent nutrients to maintain their durability. So that's a question too. Active, working yes. out while fasting. Do it. Do it. Hardcore. So, and hardcore working out. Sure, why not? Wow. Okay. I say that to you because you have an athletic background. Sure. So it would make no sense for you not to take advantage of the moment that your body is at its most clear to feel the natural capabilities of your body take over when you train. Interesting. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. You feel lighter. You feel faster. You feel like it really does make you feel less sluggish. And if you already have a relatively clean diet, you really wouldn't have to worry about feeling demotivated. I think it would make you feel like you'd want to get up and feel what your explosiveness really naturally feels like without any enhancements mm, of any sort. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is kind of why I want to embark on the journey. Not because of like Cause there's, you hear, you see all those fads out there, juice cleanses and things like that. It's like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I just ate like a pig for the weekend and I'm going to just not eat for two days or three days with no sort of plan plan or guide Mm -hmm. to help you. And you see a lot of that. And obviously we're in Los Angeles. So like people are like that, um, where they just kind of have this idea of like, I don't eat at all for two days. I'm going to be good. And then I'm just going to pig out on chicken wings and fries on the weekend, you know? Exactly. And I've actually seen a few instructors base their programs on eat what you want and then fast. Mm. And I always believe I created this phrase myself. I didn't get it from anywhere, but I always tell people if you eat unclean, you cannot do an exercise for the plaque building up in your arterial walls. You have to look beyond your aesthetics. There are physical uh, modifications happening in your body when you eat foods that aren't pure or clean. The resin that it leaves in your arterial walls can be very dangerous later down the road as they get less and less easier for your food and liquids to pass through your food to pass through. It becomes more difficult for you to process food and digest well. Interesting. Right. So I think it's important not to just think about the aesthetics. Don't use fasting as a weight loss technique. Mm-hmm. It should be utilized in the form of what the medical environment now decided fasting is better for. Then do you know in historical times, by the way, just to give you a little, uh, just a little tidbit about Ooh, the, Let's go back. Let's get a history lesson. Right. The history of fasting. So, so you'll understand people used to use fasting to ward off demons. Well, it was the Jesus, the, the 40 days and 40 nights in the desert, right? And then obviously Gandhi put that, you know, into practice with his stuff. You know, there's the, right. that faith, you know, the Hinduism, there's an idea of you, you can fast for a cause or things like that. Right. He was actually fasting as a way to serve penance for himself, for not being able to, to convince everyone to follow his nonviolence, nonviolent message and beliefs. And that's the protest part of fasting. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, most people are looking for more of the medical purpose. Okay. So that's the other benefit to fasting aside from being able to ward off temptation. Sure. It also helps you reset your organs depending on how long you fast. You can get into ketosis, which can set you up for a great key keto dietary right. lifestyle to follow. Um, and aside from that, it can also help you with 
simple preventable things like helping you clean out your system, keeping you low in insulin, right? I mean, excuse me, low on the glycemic index with your intake will help keep you from getting diabetes, being uh, hypertensive or prehypertensive, right? So there's plenty of medical benefits to fasting. I just want to make sure that everyone prepares for it. So sure. If you haven't picked yet, remember, just make sure you consume a little bit more calories if it's a one day fast or go for about five to six hundred more calories. Add it to your diet if you're going to fast for an extended amount of time, like two to three days. So do you think that um, because I want you to get into the history of it really quick, Mm -hmm. but also do you think just a question of like, do you think I should try the 24 hour one? where I add about 600 calories to, to my daily intake. No, for 24 hours, you don't need to add those types of calories. Oh. 24 hours, just a little bit, you know, just eat a little bit heavier than you normally would. Just okay. a little, just like have another sandwich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Have another sandwich. Because, because you actually, the, 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 the depravity of it. And also because you're drinking fluids the entire right. time. Okay. So, if you want, we can just get right into the, what you'd be drinking. Yeah. So yeah. let's move on to the next part of this would be during the fast, what you should avoid uh, versus what you should consume. Okay. So the first thing is, and again, there's a video for this, uh, but some of the most popular things that you should avoid, um, I, you can consume diet sodas, but I think you should avoid them. Okay. And instead, there's a great... Uh, amount of cola that's organic it has it's sweetened with a plant called stevia so you don't have to worry about it aggravating your fast and it's called zevia okay and i'll have a little link for that too or i can just share that with you privately um, okay. and you can pick some of that up i get it from whole foods you can also consume uh, simple green tea oh i love green tea great that can really get you at times when you're hungry. The green tea really helps. It has some flavor to it and it can satisfy cravings that may come up intermittently during your fast. Okay. And then also, of course, filtered water. Mm-hmm. You can put lemon slices in your water. Okay. You can have a little apple cider vinegar. So Great. I love that too. Yeah. You water it down, put a little lemon in it. You know, you can have a little cocktail and make you feel like you're having a nice virgin margarita or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I think pretty much that's the list. Wow. Um, yeah. Avoid okay. everything else. And no coffee, right? Oh, I said black coffee. Oh, black coffee's cool. Okay. Because I was like, dude, coffee, man. Black coffee. <laughs> that's what gets me through. And you can also sprinkle some salt, some nice sea salt that's or so high mineral salt. Okay. Like the salt I was saying Thomas talks about um, in his video that I'm going to show you. So you can pick up that salt and sprinkle it into your drinks and help you keep your energy up. And then breaking the fast, make sure that you consume. I I always go exactly by what he says. And um, most of the time he advises it be a bone broth because bone broth is very clean. It's very subtle. It's very low in energy, meaning you'll be able to transition out of your fast smoothly. Okay. Allow that to process in your system like a cup, half cup, you know, just enough to break your fast. I always tell people anything you put in your mouth is going to break it. But you want to make sure you don't upset your gut. You've been without food in the gut, solid food. So allow your gut an opportunity to get back on track with what the enzymes, what enzymes are needed to process what you consume. To start like basically restarting a reset mm-hmm. of your gut so Precisely. it can get the factory online again. Right. You, Got yeah. It. You know, it actually is good to look at it like a vehicle. Yeah. You know, so 
no one likes to sit there and not run their engine for days and days and days. When you don't run your engine for a while, they always say, just don't drive it right away. Turn yeah, turn it on. Yeah, let it sit for a while mm-hmm. and then slowly rev it up to Precisely. go back. Precisely. Yeah. And the same transition should be done with your body. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Then once you consume that, allow that processing to take place. I say, you know, 30 or 40 minutes to an hour. Um, and then that's when you'd consume your first meal. Now, your first meal, full meal, will be the determining factor on your discipline moving forward with your eating lifestyle. There's a variant, a variant of avenues you can go down for uh, choosing a lifestyle. Do you understand what I mean by that? You mean like not just going crazy and eating like a double, double quarter pounder and then a bunch of fries right after your <laughs> fast because you can or you under, that's the one avenue that you can go down. Because you feel like you've earned it mm-hmm. or you go down the other avenue and this is me just speculating. You go down the other avenue and being very conscious of what you're putting into your body and how your body reacts to the food. Right. Right. So I loved your idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's my idea. That's just what I thought about it. It's more so like how will my eating lifestyle be now that I have a fresh start? Mm, and you say to yourself, am I going to get myself into ketosis and follow a keto diet? So that'll be very low carbohydrate intake, generating your fuel intake uh, more so through your fat sources and utilizing that route? Or do I want to do an intermittent fasting route where I choose an eating window and a fasting window that I maintain, okay, and consume a whole food diet, of course, but I'll be intermittently doing short fasts within my eating lifestyle. So some people choose 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating, 24 hours of eating, 24 hours of fasting. I mean, there's a few popular ones that you can break it into. Which one do you suggest? Because I've always heard the the 12 hours you're a it's it's right there's a 12 and 12 12 and 12 yeah Mm -hmm. that's what it is i i like the 16 and 8 okay i think that the extended amount of depravity has more of a reaction on your internal structure so 24 and 24 like 24 hours of eating 24 hours fast or 16 and 8 are the two that i like more okay. so than the shorter 12 hours, 12 hours. Okay. Because I think the longer window of eating you have, the more worrisome I feel. <laughs> well, yeah, because someone might be like, I wake up at 8 a.m., I can eat till 8 p.m. Exactly. And I can just eat. Right. And that unfortunately <laughs> that unfortunately, is somewhere kind of the trend is going with intermittent fasting. People are just winging it with their windows. And if it's inconvenient for them to fast, they just move the whole goalpost. So right, right, <laughs> right. It's true. Where they're like, I'm supposed to start my fast at 6 p.m., but I have a business meeting, so I'll push it to nine. And then that changes the entire, it's a ripple effect when you do that. And not only that, where's the discipline now? Yeah, you have no discipline. When you move your goalposts, you have no, they're, they're, the discipline's gone at that point. Exactly. And the entire plan for wellness and fitness, I believe, falls solely on the shoulders of your discipline. Agreed. So when you have these moments to create small, purposeful moments in your life where you can be in control, which is what discipline provides you, you lose sight of that 
and you get caught up in allowing your work and other demands on your life and on you to then manipulate that. So then you become powerless, not only to your work, but then you also become powerless on your own plate. That's tough. (laughs) And a lot of people are powerless on their own plate because they just stick to habits. And, you know, I mean, I did too. I would say I was sending cat does this thing when you start where you send your food journal, you basically take a picture of your food and you text it right to her immediately when you eat it at the time you're going to consume it. And you get some reactions very fast about what you're doing. Um, and then like, I think those the first two weeks we waited and then you went over every little thing and going back on that, I was like, Whoa, dude, like I am not, I'm not eating as well as I think I am. And then all of a sudden it's like, this is what that's doing to your body. And, and it's just, but it's a, you need that. You need that awakening. I, I feel like, um, so can you tell us about the history of fasting? You're about to go into it, right? Uh, well, or the, you know, what, ha- what had happened was <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did a little digging and I wanted to pull out some of the variations of how fasts have been utilized throughout our time in history. And we had touched on a couple. So I just wanted to read a couple of ones to our listeners Uh you know, yeah, just, of course, please. Just because I, and the reason why I want to do this is because I'm hoping it will steer people back to a having a purpose when they fast versus just I want to drop six pounds in a day, which is what we get a lot of, exactly. especially living here. Exactly. So I think historically um, speaking, when you understand what the predecessors have done puts you in a more disciplined, in in my opinion, a more disciplined mindset when you do something to your body. So I was doing some reading and (laughs) why did you laugh when I said Because you're like, I was doing some reading. I was doing some reading (laughs) and um, I, I found the definition of fasting that I feel covers a hundred percent of everything from, and now when I say this, this, Greek, when I say this Greek doctor's name, I don't want anyone to laugh because I thought that his name was Hippocrates. Okay. Now, when I said Hippocrates to Max, he goes, oh, we're going to discuss, are you, do you mean hypocrite? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, or no, Hippocrates. Hippocrates. I I, I said Hippocrates. Hypocrisy. Like I was like, I was going all these, I didn't realize what you were meaning by that. But, but then in doing research online, you found that there's many ways to pronounce this name. So don't feel bad. (laughs) Precisely. So this was, this was back in ancient times and he was a very popular Greek doctor. Okay. And his advice to his um, patients was to advise them to fast and abstain. And he utilized this to help patients with general you know, symptoms that they were having. And he became known for that. So in that era, that was what was considered fasting. Then when Gandhi utilized it as a protest and because of how internationally recognized and, and globally revered he is, then people started utilizing fasting, not for medical reasons. Some people were now demonstratively using fasting as a way of protest. 
which I did when I was a kid. I used to protest and not eat some of the food my mom would make for me because I <laughs> I felt that when I entered track, it was fattening. Um, then, 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 now in 2020, Britannica has now updated their definition of fasting. So is everyone ready to hear? Oh, I am. Okay. Brit- <laughs> Britannica updated their definition of fasting to include the following. Here we go. And I quote, fasting, abstinence from food or drink or both for health, ritualistic, religious or ethical purposes. The abstention may be complete or partial, lengthy, of short duration or intermittent. Fasting has been promoted and practiced from antiquity worldwide by physicians, by the founders and followers of many religions, by culturally designated individuals like hunters and candidates for initiation rites, and by individuals or groups as an expression of protest against what they believe are violations of social, ethical, or political principles. In my opinion, that covers 100% of every historical and present day reason why fasting can be of a benefit or of a strong statement to your life. Maybe next year they'll add the influencers part or as an influencer's (laughs) advice on an Instagram story. Well, I mean, those influences, you know, that I hope they don't get involved in Britannica's definition of fasting. It it says something. Hold on. It says cultural. So that might count, right? It's down. Oh, here. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, Fasting is promoted practice antiquity physicians, many Mm -hmm. religions, culturally designated individuals. I think that counts as influencers, right? I guess we could squeeze that in. In 2020, we feel we can do anything we want to anything. There's really no limit now. So Uh, now how are you feeling about fasting? What do you think? I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to try it. You know, obviously we talked about finding a window where it would not, where it wouldn't be like super difficult to do it. Right. That's what you said. Because I said in the beginning of this that I don't think it's great for people to keep moving goalposts on their intermittent fasting because of outside influence. I feel that philosophy falls under any time you are deciding to practice discipline. If you make it convenient, what really is the point? What temptations are you fighting at that point? Mm, I'm not. Well, so March it, is coming. I have a business. <laughs> here we go. Have a business trip next week. See, this and this is what I mean. I know, but I do want to do it before my birthday. I want to do it before I turn. I don't understand what your business trip has to do with your fast. I'm going to Nashville. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but now, but this is, and this folks is exactly what I mean. That's not moving the goalposts. Not like I'm going to like, you know, I, I, I want to try it, but I want to try it at a time when it's like, I know as a beginner. But all of these things you're saying have very key words that provide doubt and fear. Versus of anything course. else. There's doubt okay. and fear. <laughs> There's something I've never done before. I mean, I've gone a day without eating unhealthily, which was a bad idea. Well, you know that you can abstain then. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So nothing should get in your way. Right. When one's ready to do something, you just do it. Sure. That is correct. That is correct. No one's ever accomplished something and then celebrated by going, yay, I tried. I know. You always give that to me in the gym. It's just true. Because it's true. true. <laughs> Everyone, when they celebrate an accomplishment, they go, I did it. 
So when when you say to me, I would love to try a fast, I'm already deterred. Okay. I would like to do a fast. You will fast. I will fast. There we go. I will fast. And then, it, then that changes when you do it. And it's easy to decide. Because if you say, well, I'll try a fast, we'll be spending a great long time figuring out the right time. But if you say, I'm going to fast, then that's a guarantee. So then there's no question of when you'll do it. I will fast. You will fast. And when will you fast? I'm going to try. Oh, oh. Oops, oh sorry. Boy. Sorry, I fucked up already. Uh-huh. Um, so you just have to pick and decide. I will do the 24 hour okay. the day before my trip. That's not specific. That's What's this Tuesday. Day? That's this coming Tuesday, which would be because this episode's going to be delayed, people. So <laughs> because it is because you've it got is. you've got your episode dropping on March 1st. So this would be uh, two weeks after. So the, the 16th. Uh, so, I mean, you could report on my dealings in your Insta stories or something, uh, cause that's probably the week I probably will do the three day one. So, oh boy, I know you see how this goes. Just when are you doing your 24 hour fast? I'm doing it on Tuesday, March 2nd. That's a Monday or Tuesday, March 3rd. 3rd. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. And when is this episode dropping? March 16th. Is that the Monday? You're the producer. Well, it's two weeks. I don't have a calendar in front of me now. You do, and you're not telling me what the. I'm typing Monday in is. that Tuesday, March third. You're going to fast for 24 hours. Yeah, this will drop on the 16th, and that's the week that I'm choosing to do my 72 hour fast. Is that week? No, we're starting. What happened to the 24 hour? That's going to be on Tuesday the third. Okay, we'll slow down. Oh, because you don't know what is going to happen to you with the 24 hour fast, and I am a big big believer and not overwhelming yourself to have a real easy reason to not do it again. So we're going to go step by step to ensure that there's great acclimation with the 24 before loading on expectations of a 72. Okay. That I like way it. there's nothing that you can fail at in this situation because you're not going to plan beyond the 24. Okay. Well, 24 is happening on the, th- the third Perfect. super Tuesday. Okay, we got it on lock. <laughs> it's on lock. You all heard it here, folks. It is official. It is down pat. It is on record. It is going to be broadcasted to the world, and we have to do some updates, I think. We will. And this is going to be the basic and simplest way for him to deprive himself, get all of his fluids and nutrients, and come out on the other side with some lean mass gains because we're going to hit the gym. It's going to be dope. And I'm excited I, for those lean mass gains. That's yes. uh, <laughs> You're already getting lean mass gains. I know I am actually. It's, it's been great. It's been fun. Um, yeah, Thank Kat, you. this has been good. Awesome. And I hope more people, you know, understand the, the fasting world and what Me it too. is, you know, because there's so many misconceptions right. and there's so many ways that people are just doing the false, false fasting. False fasting is very dangerous right now. And these trainers, just to put the word out for all you guys out there telling your clients, eat anything you want and then just starve or, you know, deprive yourself for 24 hours and then eat what you want and keep doing that cycle. Just remember what I told Max earlier and what I tell all of my clients in the gym. There is no exercise for your arteries. That is good old fashioned. We got to cut you open and we got to stick tubes in you and we've got to suck that shit out. Okay. So I'm going to leave you with that visual. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one to have people. 
I hope you're all out there going like, man. And if not, here's a sound. <laughs> and it's like, wow, we only got 0.2% of that fat. Right. So uh, I guess we'll sign off from here. This was, <laughs> There's nowhere to go after that. That's like a perfect, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, take care of yourself. As, a, as someone that comes from a family of diabetes, that is the biggest, wow. my biggest fear. Is, right. is diabetes. Um, and you thank know. goodness you have that fear because that puts you ahead of some who have no worries and, you know, that's it. Yeah. Freaks me out. Scared me as a child as I saw right. my uncle, my grandmother, my mom has it now. It's like something that I just don't want to have in my life. Right. Um, and it's just unfortunate because so many people suffer from it in this country, especially. So Agreed. Um, yeah, get out there, be active. And I guess the other thing too is as I produce this podcast, just kind of as a, as a end, a bookend to this. Okay. I'm proud of being part of something like this that gets people aware that they can do it, that anyone can do it. Cause we're all the clients that come into this gym are from different walks of life. They have different backgrounds. They have different lifestyles and it just do it. Right. Just do like it. Like the Nike slogan. Exactly. And you have a slogan. You don't have to like it. Just do it. Right. <laughs> I agree. I, that is my slogan, but I feel like I can't really coin it because maybe it has they, to just they have do it at so the much end. money. Nike has so much money. If you put just do it in your sentence, I know they could right? potentially be like, no, it's there. <laughs> I don't know how much that trademark can go on, especially when it's in the fitness industry. It's kind of yeah. almost kind of like it may be too relative and subject. You yeah, know we'll what I'm saying? To, we'll have to like play with that one. You don't have okay. to like it, but it's but it's happening or something like that. Yeah, I like to use my old drill sergeant's uh, motto that I can Ooh. say freely, which was mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. Whoa, I like that. And that really got me through a lot of long runs with my ruck if on my back. If you don't mind, it don't matter. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, I like that one, Kat. Thank you. Me too. Good job, Jill Sergeant. All right. Well, <laughs> see you guys. Over and out.